the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Seth Liebson, normally heard at this time, will return. But today, well, it's my personal hope that you may have, you, you may say this voice is hauntingly familiar. Three guesses, the first two don't count. Let me flip over all the cards. Recovering Congressman J.D. Hayworth. Wow. Seems like old times at another broadcast address. But even at this particular address, if you're scoring at home, it was mid-March of last year. When I was in for Seth, and I'm saying everything is closing down. They're canceling uh, March Madness. We had a different form of March Madness, courtesy of the little, uh, the, the, the godfather of gain of function, Anthony Fauci. Oh, what a little gnome. Oh, gosh. Don't get me started. We may get into that whole Fauciism thing. Given a choice between Fauciism and freedom, I'll take freedom. Thank you very much. Today is Flag Day. But as honored and as revered and, dare I say, as old as our grand old flag is today, all of 245 years, there's something fundamental to the formulation of this nation, which came a year before. June 14th, 1775, the day the United States Army was founded. Because remember, that war got going with our British cousins. That thing got going before that historic meeting in July of 1776 in Philadelphia. Flag Day, the birthday for the United States Army. And for former President Trump, I hate to say that for our 45th president, today he turned 75. Dr. Kelly Ward was speculating that perhaps there would be some findings from the audit down at Veterans, Veterans Memorial Coliseum, she was speculating that there, there might be something in time for President Trump's 75th birthday, but they continue to count. We will hear from Ken Bennett, who talked with our friends at One America News over the weekend and kind of gave an update uh, on what's happening. Kind of gave. I guess that works in terms of grammar. It just is not a real great phrase. Somehow I think my English teacher could be listening and, John David, you didn't diagram that sentence. Uh, yes, ma'am, <laughs> it's true. It's because I was lost in thought. Uh, <clears throat> forgive the stream of consciousness and the regression. Now, <laughs> as we continue, not only President Trump's 75th birthday today, 
but for our good friend who will always and forever be Sheriff Joe. Sheriff Joe Arpaio celebrates his 89th birthday today. And you're like me, I'm guessing. In much the same case with one Donald John Trump, so too, and we wish he were still in office, so too do we feel that way about one Joseph Arpaio. Boy, things would be different in the county. Things would be different in our country. If that were the case, who knows? We may hear from Sheriff Joe later today. Of course, we're always happy to hear from you. The number to call, 602-508-0960. Get it? For AM 960, The Patriot? (laughs) You, You like how that works? Even I could figure that out. And as you know from service in Congress, well, math for either side of the aisle is never really good. Although, just if you want to, if you want just to understand where the left is coming from, and this actually happened to me when I was a member of Congress, when when uh, the initial uh, geographic and geopolitical parameters of the 6th Congressional District in the mid-1990s, it was about the size of the state of Pennsylvania. It's like taking the outline of the state of Pennsylvania, turning it vertically, and putting it over eastern Arizona. So, from the tiny hamlet of Franklin in Greenlee County, from Franklin north to Four Corners, west to Flagstaff, and south again to Florence... Those were the boundaries of the 6th Congressional District, which by the time the 2000 census came along with the East Valley and Scottsdale and Phoenix, well, no, I didn't have Ahwatukee at that point, but part of Phoenix in the district, man, it was a big district. By the year 2000, I was representing well over a million people, and the way they tried to divvy the seats up is one per 650,000 Americans. And that's set in law by statute. I believe in the early 20th century, the United States House of Representatives was set at 435 members as it was when I was there for those 12 glorious years, and since then for those who have succeeded me. Uh, Bad things are going on in Washington. That doesn't surprise you. Why do you think we call it the swamp? As I was doing show prep today, I, I take a look at the various conservative sites. Sad to say, when Matt Drudge sold Drudge Report and traipsed off into the South Florida sunset, I, I basically have given up on the Drudge Report. And truth be told, even though the Suns are playing great and swept the Nuggets in that NBA, I, I just keep up with that. I don't watch the NBA anymore since it became basically like so much of corporate America, a wholly owned subsidiary of the communist Chinese. And I only got one day of baseball season this year, fittingly (laughs) called April Fool's Day, right? April 1st. Then the commissioner, Rob, he's not mighty Manfred, decided to pull the All-Star game out of Atlanta and Major League Baseball was going to get all woke. And so, you know, the D-backs are having their struggles this year, from what I understand. 
the only baseball I watched because college campuses, even from when I was back there, they, they started to go left. Now they're hardcore left. My Wolfpack yesterday in the College World Series against number one Arkansas in Fayetteville, Arkansas. Fayetteville, Arkansas, not to be confused with Fayetteville, North Carolina, a.k.a. Fayetteville, because Fort Bragg was in Fayetteville, North Carolina. Fayetteville, Arkansas yesterday, the Wolfpack tied it to facing the pitcher that probably wins the Golden Spikes. That is like the Heisman Trophy is to college football. Golden Spikes is to college baseball. The guy only threw three bad pitches. One came in the top of the ninth. And one of our guys got a hold of it, took it for a ride. Wolfpack beats the Razorbacks, number one Arkansas. We get our ticket punched to Omaha, as did the Wildcats of Arizona last night. But it was all home cooking for the Diamond Cats. My Wolfpack had to go on the road. There, I bragged about my alma mater. Still worried because college campuses, whether it's Arizona State, which of course is USA spelled backwards, ASU, or my own beloved NC State, All this hoo-ha with the Confucius Institute and all that's going on to take over our country. It's as goofy as when I was in college. And we had all these Iranian kids studying nuclear engineering at NC State. Somehow you have to understand academic freedom can be subverted by tyrannical, dictatorial governments that do not have the best interest of the United States here. Now, Bush 41, sure, he said, look, you're going to come? You're going to stay here a while. And, and of course, President Bush 41 has gone to his reward. And I'm not here to ridicule him. I'm here to just simply say, all it does is keep the spies here longer. Now, I hear Bush 43 saying, J.D., you're you're a xenophobe. You're restrictions. We, We need to have comprehensive immigration reform. Oh, we had those battles. Maybe we'll talk about them this afternoon. But a lot is going on here, and not the least of which your calls on this Monday trying to brighten up, and maybe Brian up. Some kid named Brian may call. I think my mouth's not working because it's hot, dang hot outside, and the conversation will sizzle. 602-508-0960. When we come back... What's going on on the swamp at the Interior Department that is absolutely an outrage, but not totally unexpected? It's J.D. for Seth, AM 960, The Patriot. We'll be right back. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. the number to call at AM 960, The Patriot, KKNT, 21 minutes past 3, Mountain Standard and or Pacific Daylight Time. Right here in Arizona, you know, we just kind of abbreviated Arizona. When I'm putting up a program note on social media, I'll write PDT for Pacific Daylight Time and AZ. And there's a story behind that that I might get to. But part of being a recovering congressman is to actually, actually keep my promises. I told you something, in my view, something rather sad uh, happened 
uh, today to commemorate Flag Day at the U.S. Department of the Interior. The uh, Interior Secretary, Deb Holland, I think that's right. See, it's, I didn't serve in Congress with Deb. As I recall, I think she used to be a member from New Mexico. And uh, she's uh, American Indian, Native American, so she has that going on. So in the way that the Biden government, the Biden administration, checks the boxes for so-called equity, well, Deb is at the top of the list. And Deb wants to be inclusive, too. So today, right there under the stars and stripes, the progress flag. And the tweet sent out by the Secretary of the Interior reads, Today we celebrate love. For the first time ever, the progress flag is raised over the Interior Department. Happy Pride. Can you imagine if back in the day when James Watt Was Ronald Reagan's Secretary of the Interior? Can you imagine if on Flag Day under the Stars and Stripes, he said, you know, let's let's fly the Christian flag. And if you're not familiar, there is a Christian flag, white with a blue section and the cross, as I recall, in red. And as a, you know, I people ask, Where'd you come from? What, what, what's your deal? I said, well, I'm a drinking Baptist and a Goldwater Republican, although that has kind of changed through the years. Anyway, my point is this. So many Americans confuse freedom of religion. They, they, they have it jumbled up. They believe it is freedom from religion. So it's always interesting to just conduct a little thought experiment. You could take Jim Watt from back in the days of uh, Ronald Reagan. Aaron Bale Clinton was president. Oh, I'd be a babbling Bruce Babbitt. Strike that. No, no such flag would be flown there. You know, it was kind of interesting when you when you talked to Bruce when he was Interior Secretary. It was kind of a cross. Between uh, uh, Nixon and and, and Jimmy Stewart, uh, when uh, when Secretary Babbitt was there, but Secretary Babbitt, I I don't know what kind of flag he would have flown. And this is not to cast aspersions on his spiritual background, because casting aspersions, well, we know just how unsanitary that can be. But Secretary Deb Holland today puts up the progress flag a revised version of the gay pride rainbow flag, including black and brown stripes to represent gay, lesbian, transgender, and intersex people of color, as well as the colors of the pink and baby blue transgender flag. Hey, I'd I'd like to proffer a friendly amendment. And please understand, I bear no one ill will. Why don't we do this? Why don't we all just say we're American?
Why don't we proudly fly the flag on this day and every day? At the Hayworth Hacienda, Miss Mary has not one but two flags, one in the back, one in the front. Bless her heart, the daughter of a gutsub Marine. And you remember, now two decades ago, soon will be two decades, September 11th, in the wake of that, do you remember how many American flags were festooned, were featured, were posted on front porches across the country? And yet, in the Biden administration, what was it, a couple of weeks ago, embassies instructed to fly the flag of BLM? No, that's not the subsidiary of Interior. That's not Bureau of Land Management. Allegedly, it's Black Lives Matter, but as we know from the uh, muckety-muck, one of the head people in Black Lives Matter, it meant money, 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 money. To the point where that lady from Black Lives Matter, with its corporate registration and all the accompanying hoo to the point where she, of course, <laughs> bought a big multi-million dollar mansion. And irony of ironies, she's put a fence around it. Well, imagine that. Imagine that. I thought, I thought that. Listeners, and listen, you, you may have heard this before, that it was graffiti that one of the local newspapers wrote to elicit sympathy for the open borders crowd. Borders are scars upon the earth. No, they're not. They're reasonable and necessary lines of adjudication separating nation states to ensure security and sovereignty. And the American flag, the stars and stripes, is the ensign, is the symbol, is the heritage of the United States of America, a constitutional republic. And I know even some guys who pull a lot of eyes on television interchange the word freely, democracy with republic. It is not the same thing. Benjamin Franklin knew it when that Philadelphia socialite approached him. Dr. Franklin, she asked, as he emerged from the Constitutional Convention, what form of government have you given us? He replied, a republic if you can keep it. He knew how tough it would be. Dr. Franklin, of course, also said a democracy is two wolves And a lamb deciding on what's for lunch. In other words, there is a tyranny of the majority. A republic. Self-government grounded in law. Our supreme law is the Constitution of the United States. And we will continue to exercise the First Amendment right here. As I fill in for Seth today, and you call in, 602-508-0960. It's J.D. for Seth, AM 960, The Patriot. 334, J.D. for Seth, and I think that was Linda Ronstadt bringing us back. Silver threads and golden needles cannot mend this heart of mine. Mercy, how are we going to uh, 
mend our money. We can't keep printing it. You know, I, I don't mean to wax nostalgic in a bad way. But my senior year at NC State, mm, gosh, over four decades ago, mercy, 1979, I graduated the spring of 1980. Jimmy Carter was president. Uh, Somebody got the idea. You take the unemployment stats, you combine them with the inflation rate, and you've got the misery index. Time to welcome in John Dombrowski, founder and president of Grand Canyon Planning. John, the inflation is back with a vengeance. Bidenomics, about as bad as Carternomics. What are we going to do? Well, wow, 1979, you go blast from the past here. 13.3% back in 1979 was our inflation rate. And remember, the interest rates for (laughs) homes. Yeah. Oh. Unbelievable. My first home I remember here in Arizona was, uh, I think my interest rate was 12%. Today, could you imagine paying 12% on your home mortgage? You know, when you've got rates as low as 2, 2.5% people have for 30-year fixed rate mortgages. Unbelievable. Uh, that's what's driving the real estate market right now, obviously, is this demand for housing based on these low interest rates. Now, the question here, though, J.D., is is are these rates real or are they artificially being kept low as the Fed continues to buy our, you know, our U.S. debt? And the challenge moving forward is going to be uh, we've got our two-day meeting right now with the Fed coming up oh. this week. You know, today, yeah, and we're going to find out on Wednesday uh, whether or not the Fed still believes uh, inflation is transitory in their wording, <laughs> or is this uh, a little bit more than that? Jamie Dimon, J.P. Morgan's uh, CEO, made some comments that he feels it's very possible that this inflation that we're seeing today could be more than transitory. You mean he's actually got a clue? The the same guy who doesn't want conservatives to talk about the, quote, disputed election? He's barring any type of PAC contributions Mm -hmm. from Chase to anybody who says, you know, we got some questions. But but he is he doesn't have questions. He says this inflation uh, is more than transitory. He's believing the case, and he's uh, raising cash for the company in, in lieu of that. So uh-huh. uh, there's two sides to this, obviously, but we're going to have to wait and see. You know, the Fed has been very steadfast on their position on this uh, inflation area that uh, we feel as consumers, obviously, is here because we're seeing the cost at the pump, the cost for food, the cost for just about everything in our lives has been going up. Uh, And, you know, usually anything in retail or even in real estate, oftentimes the price, once the prices go up, it's often hard to, uh, you know, lower those prices. Now, I just got to ask you this, because there you are helping people plan, taking a look at investing. Yep. And usually what we hear, I don't think it necessarily works this way in politics. Oh, Mitch McConnell wrote a book a couple of years ago with a long view. We got to take the long view. And I don't necessarily agree with him when it comes to the way he runs the Senate. But in terms of investing and the, quote, long view, mm-hmm. what do we do short term to to uh, plug the holes in inflation? How do we inflation proof? Is there such a thing with investments or can we take a ride on the inflation train and it helps us? That's a great question, J.D. And so there's uh, two schools of thought on that, right? One, we think about a balanced portfolio for, for uh, investors out there. We don't want to be overweighted in one uh, area versus another. We don't want to uh, take more risk than we're comfortable with. So that's oftentimes where we balance a portfolio with stocks and bonds, right? 
but that bond uh, that you may have or bonds in your portfolio as interest rates begin to rise, if we do see that, if inflation is truly here, potentially that is a negative for uh, those bonds in your portfolio. So you may start to see some deterioration in those bond values. So what we do is, is we're trying the best we can to protect our clients by uh, reallocating some of those bond positions, either into dividend-paying stocks or, at a minimum, reducing our exposure to longer-term bonds or longer-duration bonds. Therefore, the shorter-term bonds won't be affected as much if interest rates truly do uh, continue to rise. You take a look at this, and I know that economists love to think up fancy names for stuff. Mm-hmm. Quantitative easing, uh, quantitative quantitative easing was the buzz phrase a couple of years ago. QE one, two, three, and four. Yeah. Right? So yeah. Okay, so so now, what is it? We're just going to keep printing money and to heck with the consequences. What do you expect from the Fed in the thirty seconds we have left? Well, at this point, I believe you're gonna you're gonna probably hear the Fed stay say more of the same, but they're gonna leave their options open if things, uh, you know, if they see something significant, then they will act. And that's what I think you're going to probably hear from the Fed this week. He is John Dombrowski, founder and president of Grand Canyon Planning. John, you planned this out. You got the disclaimer. Yes, Give yes. it to me, Daddy. All right. Securities and advisory services offered to Client One Securities LLC, a member of Finran Sipican, an investment advisor, Grand Canyon Planning Associates LLC, and Client One Securities LLC are not affiliated. Check out our website, GrandCanyonPlanning.com. Thanks, J.D. Thank you, John. Mercy, you have it going. 20 minutes till 4, AM 960 is The Patriot. AM 960 is The Patriot, and usually you hear Seth Liebson at this time, but Seth's away, so you've got former Congressman J.D. Hayworth. Call-in number's the same, 602 508 960 here at 960 The Patriot. Ah, uh, golly, so many things to talk about, and gosh, we're almost through our number one. Still to come, a disturbing story. You know something catches people's attention when you get a call from a former co-worker in TV news, uh, as I did, or more accurately, a text Uh, Yesterday morning before church, the guy lives back east. He sent me a text, and uh, I will tell you what that is all about next hour. Also next hour, the absolute worst email fundraising solicitation I have ever seen from a Republican candidate right out of the box for major statewide office. That is coming up later on our program. Oh, yeah. An update on what's going on down at uh, Veterans Memorial Coliseum with the Maricopa County Audit and uh, Life with AOC. She admits, now it comes up in a question about the Supreme Court, but she admits, admits, doesn't omit, she admits, We can't rely simply on winning elections. Ah, I'll say, if Paul Harvey were still here, rest his soul, he'd take a story like the audit and he'd say, meantime, young congresswoman, uh, what's her name, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, 
says on a nationally televised interview, quote, we can't rely on winning elections. Meantime, the audit continues in Maricopa County. No known connection. (laughs) That's the way Paul would do it. Hey, somebody made a connection, but didn't call us on the call-in line. Instead, uh, I, I received a nice email from one of the skilled professional folks here at AM 960. And this nice person who works here, we'll call that person DJ, which would be accurate. DJ emails me, I received a call from a listener at 3.25 p.m. today who was thrilled to hear your voice on our station. He just loves listening to you and wanted to make sure you got this message. Great job, Jay! Signed, DJ. DJ and the unnamed listener... I thank you so much. Oh, and I can't guarantee it. Because even out of office, this guy is so popular. We may hear from a certain someone celebrating a birthday today. And let me tell you about the throwdown there. See, I figured I could leave that hanging, and some people might think it would be Donald John Trump. But no, in our case, we don't get me wrong. If President Trump wanted to call in... Happy to hear from him. But in this case, we may hear, we may hear from Sheriff Joe Arpaio, who turns 89 today, there is a huge throwdown coming from 5 till 8 p.m. It's so big, they they had to move the venue. It's uh, Sheriff Joe's cake-cutting ceremony for turning 89. This evening, 5 till 8, as I mentioned, Desert Canyon Golf Club, D.C. Bar and Grill. If you're in Fountain Hills or you want to make a pilgrimage across the valley to the thing, it's, uh, what is that, 10440. I can never take those big numbers, reading addresses. When you get to five numbers on an address, it's so 10440 North Indian Wells Drive in Fountain Hills. They've got it all set up between 5 and 8, Joe's Roast, Toast and Boast, along with his book signing and the cake cutting. Oh, man. Cake's going to be free. Order from the menu, it's just a little under 10 bucks. Anyway, that's going on. I talked to one of the skilled hostesses. She said, well, you know, it's it's, people of our sweep. This, This lady said she took 200 calls alone. People saying, yes, we're coming. So if she took 200 and the other two hostesses got that as an average, that's about 600 people. Ah, the fire guys may show up. But then again, Sheriff Joe doesn't turn 89 every day. And uh, like Mr. Trump, we wish Sheriff Joe was still in office. So maybe we'll hear from the birthday boy. But he, in fact, behind the scenes, pulling back the curtain, he called a little earlier but we were in one of our important breaks that uh, well they they help us um, help us pay the bills truth be told and so i don't know if we'll hear from him or not but i do want to return if you're just joining us saying where is seth don't worry he's going to be back you're just stuck with old jd today and i uh, a few minutes ago i talked about the Interior Department and uh, Secretary Deb Holland 
raising what's called the Progress Pride flag. And this is not only an embrace of alternative lifestyles, to put it euphemistically, it's also uh, to recognize, since the colors black and brown are in there, they are to represent gay, lesbian, transgender, and intersex people of color. And there they are, along with the other colors of the rain. Isn't it something? You and I learned that a rainbow was put in the sky as God's promise that he would never again flood the earth. What Noah and his family survived. And now we look at where we are, the swamp, and the uh, metaphorical, boggy, stinky, slimy, slithering critters that inhabit the banks of the Potomac, it's not only there. We are seeing the muck and the mire and the consequences of people not, 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 we enjoy freedom. But liberty does not mean that licentiousness must follow. With rights, come responsibilities. We're supposed to live in peace with one another, but what happens when we eliminate peace officers? What happens when we we uh, have a newspaper in the Arizona Repugnant? Kind of an interesting family dynamic to get rid of a sheriff who was enforcing the law? Well, you see it now in the streets. Uh, rethink policing. Defund the police. Dangerous, because the first and most basic, the first and most basic requirement of government is it exists to protect its citizenry. It's J.D. for Seth. You're listening to AM 960, The Patriot. 602-508-0960, J.D. for Seth. On AM 960, The Patriot, first up, first call of the show comes at the end of the first hour. It's uh, Sheila in Phoenix. Hi, Sheila. Welcome to the program. Hi. Um, yeah, I just wanted to comment about the when you're talking about the rainbow being a sign of God's covenant that he wouldn't flood the earth again. Yes. And how also they kind of ignore the fact that he won't destroy it with a flood, but there is coming a time he's going to destroy it with fire and brimstone, which it's like he's promising he won't destroy the earth with a flood, but there's also a promise that it will be destroyed at some point when he judges the earth, and it'll be with that instead. So it's still going to happen. It's just going to be in a more, like, final situation. So that's the scary part, is they're using something that God that is God's and perverting it and like kind of throwing it in his face. But like there's destruction coming on people who sin, but they just like have this mocking attitude. And I think that's the scary part of it. Well, you know, the thing is, and I thank you for the call, Sheila. And what has happened in pop theology, you've heard of popular culture, uh, pop psychology, in pop theology, People focus on one verse. It's a beautiful verse. 
In fact, John, we believe, wrote it toward the end of his life. Three simple words. God is love. Yes, God is love, but God's sense of perfect justice something entirely different. And man, we know that the way I've I've been raised, what I believe is, no, there is no one righteous, not a single one, except the one who the Lord God sent to us to sacrifice himself for our sins. And when you stop and think about mercy and justice and, yes, love in terms of sin— now, look, a lot of people, with, with the way culture is today, it's not only those who embrace alternative lifestyles. There are those who, how can we say this euphemistically, took a much more casual view about intimacy when it came to dating and romance before marriage. In fact, dare I say, for a whole lot of folks, that like became the standard. No, no one is righteous, not even one, except... For the one sent to pay the price for God's perfect justice for us all. Let's keep the rainbow the special covenant it is, rather than a weird kind of declaration of independence, if you will, from what many consider the consequences of aberrant behavior. Next hour, a story I got texted and called about it yesterday. We're going to talk about it next hour. It's J.D. for Seth on AM 960 The Patriot. Hour 2 is straight ahead. 